you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. Thank you for this opportunity to allow us to come across your airwaves with this broadcast with us. Uh, as with the last couple of days as Pastor Stephen Huffman, the outreach pastor at Morningside Baptist Church in Greenville, South Carolina. We've been talking about a real heady, important subject. So the last couple of days, our words of the day were dating. We continued on with that. We talked about biblical dating and things we should look out for, pitfalls, great things. And, and you know, great dating leads to engagement, brother. And so today's word of the day is engagement. So what are we thinking about that, Pastor? Engagement. You're formally deciding you want to marry each other. Yeah. And what does that look like as a Christian? I think it's being willing to um, seek counsel before you get engaged. Uh, we've talked about some of this in, in dating. Um, I'm a fan, personally, of the guy reaching out to the dad, the dad and the mom, uh, maybe is the right setting, and formally asking, you know, can I have your daughter's hand in marriage? Yeah. And getting the parents' blessing. And I I think the guy, before he does that, needs to have his parents' blessing. You know, before he makes that call to the her dad, you know, make sure that the parents are on board. And we talked about it some in dating. That's not a 100% rule that you can always get the parents' blessing, but it really ought to be a majority rule that you're, you're working towards that and securing the blessing of both sets of parents um, before you get engaged. No, I think, I think that's true. And something I want to mention, I guess we can go back to this a little bit, but out of all the marriage counseling I've done in the last year, I did not have one that dated for longer than six months. So out of everybody I gave marriage counseling to last year, every one of them were married. Most of them were married in three months. You know, and, and I had one girl say, it was almost like we lived together. I'd go stay at her parents' house, you know, his parents' house and, and things like that. And so somehow that increased uh, the ability, you know, even though we're spending, you know, 24 hours a day and nothing illicit was going on, I'm sure unbiblical, but that doesn't allow for getting to know each other, you know? And so if you're looking at a, and, and I, and I know this is different for everybody, but is there a minimum time, a recommended time that uh, dating and engagement go on before the nuptials, before you get married? I mean, you, I, I heard a, something the other day along the lines of, you know, until you've had your first argument, you're not ready to get married. <laughs> yeah. you, you, I mean, it, yeah. th- there needs to be a sense that you've had time to see that person in some various situations. What do they do when they get angry? How do they respond when they're when they're mad? Are are they a hitter? Are they a thrower? Do they throw verbal punches? Are they going to abuse you? Are they a hard worker? Can they hold down a job? You know, how do they interact with their parents? What happens when holidays roll around? Are they addicted to some substance that you know they've shown a long enough time away from from that addiction that you know? Well, I just got clean last week. Well, you're probably not ready to get married next week. You know, let's see if. Let's see how you're doing. Are you showing some stability in your so in, much in your in there. spiritual yeah. growth there? So, you know, probably every case is different on the length of time. I, I would also say the age of the date. I mean, if you're 50 year olds and you're looking at marriage, you probably don't need as long as a 20 year old. You know, you're at a different stage of life. You, 
you don't have as long of life ahead of you. I mean, you, hopefully a 50 year old's not dating for five years before they get married. You know, yeah. they just took away a quarter of their marriage life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the, um, uh, the age plays a factor. I think the spiritual maturity of the person plays a factor. Now I'm personally a fan of, uh, shorter engagements. Yeah. Um, you know, so once you get engaged and you have formally declared we're headed towards marriage, then I think you need to move quickly and head towards marriage. Probably no longer than a year's engagement would be my advice. No, I, I agree with that. I, I even don't have a problem with a uh, grown working couple with a means to take care of themselves and each other and godly people with a recommendation from a pastor. You know, uh, I married a couple, uh, I guess, last year that had dated engagement, everything wrapped up in a one year period. But during that time, I mean, we're talking about people that are college graduates that were, um, you know, handled dating just perfectly, got to know each other really well, stayed with both sets of parents, brought the parents into the other parents' home for a weekend, uh, went through marriage counseling, a three-month engagement. I mean, it, it was just, to, to me, it was a perfect situation. Yeah. And you, you always don't get them, but to me, that was a uh, perfect situation. So I had no problem with that. And I, honestly, I wouldn't have had a problem if it was a nine month thing in their case, very, very serious Christians, very involved. Uh, you know, their first kiss was at the altar. Um, and, and they knew exactly where they were going with their marriage. They knew what it was all about. So we get to this point, brother, and, and we're at this term engagement. And I love the advice you just gave, you know, we don't want to be engaged and drag it out forever. We're in, we're leading to a marriage for God where two people are going to worship God together and, and God may be fruitful with this marriage and bring children that are going to serve God. And, and, um, so I want to look at what an engagement looks like. So we've already talked about, you had the dinner. So your daughter, your dear daughter, uh, her boyfriend, uh, becomes a, uh, you know, her fiance, took you guys out to eat a Cracker Barrel. You knew at this point because it was it was time together. You know, he had been in your home. He had been in your life. Obviously, by this point, your your wife and you are praying about this, and you say, you know, this isn't a bad guy. You got that warm fuzzy. And uh, what does getting married look like? So you're engaged, you set a date, let's, everything's perfect. What does a marriage look like that brings honor and glory to God? A ceremony, a uh, getting together. How yeah, that... I, I want to speak a little more to the engagement side Let's of do it. things, Doug, yeah. and, you know, shout out to my son-in-law, Stuart. We're blessed to have Stuart in our family yeah. life. And my, my wife was just bragging on Stuart uh, the other day, you know, so my wife appreciates Stuart and he's been a good addition to our family and we, we, we appreciate him and love him. And uh, he comes from a good family, uh, yeah. you know, so we, we can be thankful for that. But uh, during that in, engagement I mean, of course, there's the logistics of the wedding and stuff to plan, and that's where a lot of brides particularly get focused on finding the dress and planning the reception and the flowers, and all that stuff is important and fun and exciting. Just a little word of caution, don't be um, financially unwise and spend too much money uh, on all of that the stuff, many times we spend a lot of money because we're trying to impress certain people or a group of people. And I mean, you can, you can have quote a frugal wedding and it still costs thousands of dollars. That's right. I mean, my, we just had a wedding not too long ago for my daughter and she's paid for most of it. And, and, you know, of course we were involved in helping as well. And 
we took the approach of everybody's invited. You know, she did about 600 invitations. I'm an outreach pastor. I mean, who, yeah. who am I going to say you can't come to my daughter's wedding? So, but we didn't throw lobster dinner either. I yeah. mean, you know, we, we went more frugal on the food. Uh, it was more about the people than it was about the impressing, you know, with how fancy the Huffman wedding was. Um, but guess what? My daughter bought a house not too long after she got married. She didn't blow her whole wad yeah. on a wedding for 24 hours. Yeah. She was smart financially that there are other things in life I want to do besides have a one fancy blowout weekend and impress everybody. I'm not, I'm not dropping 50 grand, uh, which is, I guess the average price, you know, when my, when my son got married, we were, we were told by a wedding advisor, you know, it's a 50 grand thing. We didn't do that. We were yeah. far from it. Yeah. So were we, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we were fortunate too, because, uh, the bride's parents, you know, we said, Hey, we'll cover the photographer and, uh, we'll cover the food at the, the dinner at the night because they were going to have us do nothing at all. You know, her parents are well, uh, financially and, and, uh, and I said, no, no, of course not. I think it's the, you know, father of the groom's responsibility to take yeah. care of the rehearsal dinner. And we got that covered yeah. and, uh, we're going to cover the photographer and we actually hired a harpist as well. Yeah. And, uh, so, so I think that's important. So I like the way my, yeah. um, my son-in-law's parents did the rehearsal dinner and they were very gracious with it. They include, it wasn't just a small group. Yeah. They included family in it. That's what we did. And I appreciate the way my, my in-laws, uh, fellow in-laws did that. They were, it wasn't fancy, yeah, but it was, it was fun. It was nice. And I appreciate how they did that for us. Yeah. And that's what we did. We, we actually, they got married in Weston. Uh, in downtown Greenville, and uh, we said, you know, we can have the rehearsal dinner there, and, and all all family. So, you know, uh, Doug's brother obviously was the best man, but but the groomsmen, the you know, their family was large. They have a large extended family. We have a small family, just a couple children. My brother came in town, things of that nature. Um, so you're planning a wedding with the church, and and I know we're at less than a minute here. Um, what is the responsibility of the person who's marrying somebody? And we might have to stop in the yeah, middle. Yeah, we're going to have to get into this uh, after the break, but premarital counseling, and I do want to speak to that, and I've been involved in doing that. So, you know, after the break, Doug, we really ought to get into talking about what does premarital counseling look like uh, during this engagement period? Uh, that would be a great topic for us to cover. And I think it is. And, and, you know, in our life, realizing that we were coming into Christianity, and we had a great marriage, you know, there wasn't infidelities, craziness, uh, uh, separations, things of that nature ever in our marriage. We just weren't Christians. But when we got saved, we realized there was so much more for us uh, within our marriage. So it's always a good idea to go back and have a marriage reset as well. So we went through some of that. You know, the couples get married, we hopped in and went through the counseling with them. But folks, we'll be right back with you. Hang with us. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. We sure do hope that you like the new intermission music. We actually recorded that this morning at Majesty Studios here in Greenville, South Carolina. And uh, just a shout out to uh, uh, Pastor Jerry Antoy for playing the piano and uh, Charity McMullen for sharing her, her wonderful voice. So, so Pastor, exactly, we're at that point now with the, uh, uh, the consulate. So tell yeah, us you're, about that. Yeah, you're engaged. 
and you're focused on all the wedding planning, and we talked a little bit about, you know, don't overspend on it. But don't forget that a part of that engagement period is not just planning a wedding, it's also preparing for marriage. And that's really, I think, where the pastor or a Christian counselor comes into play. And you need to be prepared to spend hours of time on this in the during you, those engagement months. You know, you're going to spend hours planning a wedding for a 24-hour event. But what about the 24 years or the 48 years or whatever ahead of you? You need to put some invest some time in that. So reach out to your pastor. Uh, he may require it of uh, him. Um, I'm doing a wedding here in a few months. Um, I'm personally not, they've asked me to do the wedding, but they're going to a Christian counselor in our church to do the uh, premarital counseling. That works. This is a good man. They're going to get good Christian counsel from him. So um, I'll probably spend some time with him as well, but I'm not doing the formal uh, premarital counseling. But I do think you should get some premarital counseling. Um, Christian premarital counseling would be best. And uh, it's an opportunity to just work through some biblical principles on marriage, the roles of the husband, roles of the wife, uh, some of the biggies, you know, finances, sex, communication, family dynamics. Um, big, the, big things, yeah. Yeah, and you, there's a, there's a book I've used in the past. It's called Getting Ready for Marriage Workbook, and uh, it's kind of a simple book in a way, um, but what it does is it asks questions on various topics, and so the guy would answer the question, the way he thinks, and then he also answers the question the way he thinks the girl will answer the question, and vice versa. And then they can compare their answers and like, oh, I thought you thought this way, but you answered it this way. And it, it can reveal areas where they need to have some more discussion. Yeah, and, and that's um, great. So get a tool like that. It doesn't have to be that book. It can be something different. Maybe your counselor will have some tool that he wants to use with you. Maybe it's some kind of personality uh, testing to help kind of reveal where you're both coming from and personality traits. Um, but you need to evaluate. This is the time during engagement. You've already hopefully made some wise decisions on who you're engaged to, but now we're kind of getting down to the, uh, it's, it's getting real. You know, we need to start working on what does a budget look like? Where are we going to live? How much are we going to spend? What are we going to give to the Lord? Uh, are we going to have children? I mean, hopefully you've already talked about that before you get engaged. You know, that's a big yeah. deal. Are we going to have children or not? But maybe you're getting a little more specific on that. Are we going to use birth control? You know, what does that look like? Is it is it abortive type birth control? I mean, I know we're kind of branching into another topic there, but these are the type of discussions you need to have during engagement because these are real decisions that have to be made. You know, what about sex in marriage? And a little sideline I'd like to make, and we may talk more about this when we get to the marriage topic, but, you know, reserve your kind of focus on that and the premarital counseling toward closer to the marriage date. You know, if you're nine months out for marriage, don't read intended for pleasure on month one, you know, yeah. maybe wait till month nine, you know, yeah. <laughs> cause you're going to be like, Hey, this looks like this is a pretty, this is going to be fun. This yeah. is going to be fun. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, well, okay. Well, we're a few weeks out, not a few months out, you know? Yeah. So be careful on kind of the timing of that work with your Christian counselor on that. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I, I, I just want to mention that, you know, obviously that Pastor Huffman and I clearly stand behind a, a, a pro-life position, and but it's good to know if somebody doesn't. So that's why biblical counseling is so important. And uh, and I've had uh, I've had to I've dealt with this pro-life issue, Doug, because my wife and I had a child that was 
yeah. handicap in the womb. And a non-pro-life uh, view would have said, well, let's just abort the child. Yeah. But we chose to keep our child. Now the Lord called our child home after 31 hours. So I have lived this personally. Yes. Um, where the world's wisdom would have said, abort the baby. And we chose to keep the baby. Yeah, and, and some of you may remember we talked about that last year, and we actually are going to be covering that in Season 2 of Helpful Wounded Spirits. As the funding comes in, we've already filmed a great session with both Pastor and Mrs. Uh, Rania Huffman talking about these terrible things. And but then the greatness that came out of it and the testimony. Yeah, God you, was good to us. Yeah, that you two have a testimony, I think, that's so solid that uh, helps others who've been through those. You know, I mean— I guess 2 Corinthians almost comes alive a little bit in you guys' lives, and I, I appreciate seeing that. So, brother, I guess, you know, this begs the question. Everybody's probably asking themselves, have you ever got to the point where they read the book, you know, they fill out the questions, and they say, man, we're not right for each other. I've been involved in a relationship. Um, I wouldn't say I was the premarital counselor or the pastor, but there was a there was a, re- a relationship I was a part of. Let me put it that way. And I want to be careful, yeah, uh, not to divulge too much information. Right, but, we don't want some to lead us, anybody to know who some it might of, be. Some of us, uh, you know, um, were involved in this relationship, and it, uh, it it didn't have really the dad's blessing, yeah. and um, and that uh, that couple ended up breaking up. And you know what? I, I'm not saying it was an easy situation, but in time, God has brought along someone else. Amen. And for for uh, the young lady, and uh, in fact, I'll be attending her wedding this year. Oh, that's so, a blessing. So, you know, yeah. was I involved in a situation where it didn't, uh, it was a, a hurtful ending, so to speak, because they weren't the best fit for each other? Yes, but I'm also going to get to rejoice in attending the wedding where she's found who, who God has for her. True love. And, and you know, folks, I, and again, going back to kindness, I always tell people if these kinds of things happen, I always bring this up. I, I try to be kind myself uh, in the midst of all situations. But, you know, sometimes breakups happen, and it's between you, God, your pastor, and your parents, and then just move on and say, it just didn't work. You know, we don't have to, we, we want the Reader's Digest condensed version. It just didn't work. And uh, we, we don't want to bring anyone down. We don't want to, you know, sometimes things just don't work. I had a, I had a young lady one time stand up at a church and the pastor said, well, we're so excited. He was introduced and said, we're so glad, uh, you know, to have Annie back. Annie's getting married in a couple months. And, you know, and everybody's like, well, amen. And then Annie's standing there, you know, it's just like, well, pastor, it just didn't work. Yeah. And, uh, but, but go ahead and pray. Uh, and you know, and Annie's a fake name and go ahead and I'll say Ron. And I don't remember either one of the names to be honest with you, but I remember just pray for Ron. He's a really great man. And uh, we wish him nothing but the best. And I was thinking about how classy that was and how, you know, even up against the wall there in front of her home church that she's coming back from the university she's graduating from. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and let me, let me say engagement is the time to decide if it's going to work or not. I mean, if you, if you get into kind of this in-depth evaluation of your relationship and, uh, you know, are we ready for marriage and you discover we're not ready, maybe it's the right person, but the time is not right. Or you discover they're not the right person. Now is the time to break it off. As quick as possible. And it's painless. uh, I mean, I believe that you should break it off at the altar if that's what needs to happen. I mean, because once you say I do, you need to be committed. 
and it's a life and there's so many miserable marriages and i always tell people i'd rather be single wanting to be married than married wanting to be single and uh, and folks i know you've heard that from me a hundred times but it's just so important you know these people i and i was telling pastor huffman and all of you that everybody i counsel have got married so quickly mm. and a lot of these people are in these miserable terrible environments and they're saying who in the world did i get married to and that's why we have this dating and engagement relationship and journey engagement we go through premarital counseling we look at things you know we're classy about it we're godly about it and if we see something if a flag goes up that's the time that we say oh boy because let me tell you i can't tell you how many people i know who uh, went ahead with the wedding you know things are planned uh, there's a there's an event that's uh, uh reserved stop that stop that we sure do love you folks listen we're going to get right back to this tomorrow we're hopping into marriage honored to have you here on this broadcast with us honored to have pastor huffman we look forward to talking to you tomorrow may god bless you my friends thank you thank you for listening to our broadcast at health for wounded spirits we believe the bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your lord and savior The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.